0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X-Vlog Live. Heck, I I don't even remember where we episode 20, episode 21, something like that. Uh, Hopefully you are enjoying this new show. It's the fourth one that we put on per week. Uh, It's a different kind of Xbox show. It's one-on-one. I I usually sit down with some people within the industry or in the uh, content creation community. And we sit down for 60, 70, sometimes even a little bit longer. The last time Gaz was here, he was like, what do you mean we're done? We're only 60 minutes in. I want to go another half hour. So because Gaz said so, we went an hour and a half. But today, I am with one half of the dynamic duo. Known as Game On Daily, Asa, what's up, brother? Welcome back. How you doing?
1: I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me back. And see, last time I was here, you you had um, Forza Horizon playing on the screen. And it antagonized me the amount that you were using the rewind button. So now I'm watching Dirt Five, like ah, you're my, just gonna cry. My driving in
0: Dirt, I I, I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love Dirt Five. It was my favorite racer up until Horizon Five. Like I thought it was be- leaps and downs better than four. Um, I just I just love it. The controls are just so good in this game. You you you, you, you might get a little anxiety because I do a lot of crashing. So get ready, <laughs> get ready. Uh, but listen, I want to welcome the near 50 people already here, which is freaking awesome. Uh, again, this is a smaller show. It's a newer show. It hasn't hit like I was hoping some of my other shows have had, but we're going to keep growing it. We're going to be talking about it. And speaking of talking about it, folks, we have an awesome show for you today. Lots of smaller topics, but some some of which that are really going to be thought provoking. One of which uh, is the Viva Piñata uh, where Microsoft has re-upped the, uh, the um, it looks like the, they're bringing back the IP. They went and uh, they're bringing, uh, apparently they re-upped the, um, the IPs for both Blast Core. I don't know if people even remember that game. That game was an N64 uh, launch game by Rare. And by the way, hard as hell. I, I don't think I got past the second level in that game. It was crazy. Uh, and, and more importantly, Uh, Viva Pinata. Uh, I've been saying this for quite some time, and I'm going to continue to bang this drum until either you guys stop watching me or or, or Microsoft actually does something about it. Uh, They need to figure out a way to uh, tap the vein of their uh, their ancient IPs. And there's quite a few of them that could come back that could have, you know, small budgets, small teams and i understand that microsoft has this thing was hey listen come work for microsoft make what you want when you want and don't worry about release dates because you know whatever you want to do is okay with us and that's fine that's all fine we know that the dam is about to break open in regards to first party games it's 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 inevitable asa that with everything they have in development it's just the floodgates are going to explode open and they're not going to be able to close and that's awesome but I, I just love the idea of seeing a Crimson Skies be rebooted. I love the idea of maybe someone of the 34 plus uh, uh, studios they're going to have when the ABK ABK deal is done. Maybe take a look at Cameo. Cameo was an amazing rare IIP. In fact, I can guarantee a lot of people didn't play that. That game to this day still looks amazing. Um, And... uh, You know, while we're on the subject of Viva Pinata, I do have the article in front of me, Asa, and I want to read some, uh, you know, first of all, I pulled it from GameRant.com, which is uh, one of my favorite places, and uh, the titled article says simply this, Microsoft renews Viva Pinata and Blast core's trademarks. And uh, they go on to say uh, that um, Microsoft sparks revival rumors as it renews the trademarks for two titles from Rare's back catalog that have been dormant for some time. Now, this article was written by Joseph Whitfield of who writes for Game Rant. And one of the things that's pretty interesting is uh, he says this in the article: Lisa, Microsoft has recently renewed the trademarks for two of Rare's IPs on the Global Brand Database after years of dormancy. Blast Cores launched in 1997 for the N64. And while it didn't reach sales heights of other N64 classics such as Banjo-Kazooie, the game still is fondly remembered by fans for over-the-top destruction. Now, Viva Pinata was released in 2006 on the Xbox 360 and was a very different game at the time. Essentially a first-person farming simulator featuring, of course, adorable animals, uh, that uh hit and spawned multiple sequels, one of which I believe came to the uh the game boy uh at at some point we didn 't even come to an xbox uh um, platform which is which is interesting now ASA why this uh is a story I wanted to talk about is something that I thought was incredibly cool. Someone on Reddit did something that is Basically, what Kay Asante, who's listening and who's in the chat right now, is basically a million-dollar idea. And they simply wrote this. Dear Microsoft, please revive Fusion Frenzy. And they have an arrow pointing to the game. But on the bottom of it, it says it has an arrow pointing to, please add iconic characters. And on these uh, this, this list of iconic characters... They have Steve from Minecraft, Master Chief. They also have the, the character from Fable, Psychonauts, Conquer, Terry Crews from Crackdown 3. They have Marcus Phoenix. They have Doom Guy. They have someone from Viva Pinata. And when I said this to Kay Asante, his head almost exploded because he's like, oh, my God, how is this not a thing? And, folks, if you don't know what Fusion Frenzy is, it was basically Microsoft's Mario Party. And to this day, people are still playing it. I I, I just re-downloaded it because I wanted to start playing it again because of this conversation we're about to have. And I looked at my friends list, and it had 13 people that just recently played it. And I'm like, wow, this is actually still a popular game. So Asa, let's let's first dive into uh, Viva Piñata. Um, my biggest qualm with uh, Microsoft is, listen, I, I'm, I know I'm going to be 52. Like, I'm the old man in the room anywhere I go, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't take away from my love of family games. I love sitting on the couch when my nephew Tyler comes over, and, and the boys just take over the living room, and we're, 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 we're going ham on whatever game we're playing. Mario Party, we're playing Mario Kart. He's playing, <clears throat> he's playing Doritos, the Doritos uh, game that was on Xbox, if you could believe it. Still plays like it's a brand-new game. Um, and one of the things that frustrates me, honestly, really just drives me bananas, is they have such iconic IP that they're just sitting on their hands with. And it's, and I'm going to say this, and again, folks, please don't boo me when I start talking about Sony and Nintendo, but Nintendo
1: has built,
0: yeah, I I know, I get it, I, I I hear (laughs) you. Nintendo has built their kingdom on celebrating their IP, right? They are the, the Disney of video games. Sony has always found a way to tap the vein of its old franchises they bring them back and even if when they don't make a lot of money on them they're still they're still serving the needs of a even if it's a niche audience they 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 find it important to cater to those gamers and it's something that listen I get it oh yeah great fables coming back that's awesome perfect dark can't wait to see that in 2025 but i'm talking about making games from your Xbox and your 360 catalogs that are going to do two things for you. One, they're not going to cost a lot to make. You're not going to be spending AAA budgets. You're not going to have 300 men team making the next Fusion Frenzy. You can get a a group of 10 uh, developers, one from every studio. and, And how I would do it, Asa, is how most companies do something when their new position opens up. Hey, listen, we're looking for people to make uh a new a a future or an up-to-date fusion frenzy put out an email to all of your developers or all your studios and see who who picks up on it you might have someone from rare that's like you know what i like sea thieves i've had some fun here but man i really did like fusion frenzy when i worked on i want to jump on this and that's how you do you generate an email i mean again it's not rocket science here what are your thoughts on the fact that we don't have a Viva Pinata? That game seems like it would immediately hit with an audience that Microsoft has completely glanced over, and that is the young kid audience. There are plenty of people that my wife and I, Joe, said we don't have kids. That was a, that was our choice. We we're happy with each other's company. But I know many people that I work with on a weekly basis that have kids that would love to sit down with their son and daughters and play a game like Fusion Frenzy, play a game like Viva Pinata. What are your thoughts on this, Aisha? Uh-huh.
1: There's there's a lot in there. Um, yeah, I mean, well, this is the conversation it's like a it's a podcast, topic, so but, but...
0: go crazy, go crazy.
1: A small topic with a lot to a lot to unpack. So let, where should we start? Let's start with Viva Pinata. In fact, let's start with Viva Pinata and all of the other games that you said, Crimson Skies and uh, that was another. Fusion Frenzy, things like that. Yeah. I know what all of those are. I'm willing to bet almost everyone that's here watching right now knows what all of those are. I could walk into the next room and I could ask my wife, I could ask my children what any of those titles are, and they won't have a clue. So in terms of the value of those IP, it's, it's not simple. Microsoft, I absolutely agree that it would be great to see them bring some of these titles back. But it is there is a lot to figure out in how to do that in a way that's worthwhile, because the audience that they're targeting, I mean, I reckon if you ask the audience that's here now that do know what Viva Piñata is, you'll get a fair split on whether people care or whether they don't, because it's a title that was nice, but it didn't necessarily resonate with the fan base that Xbox had at the time that it came out, which is probably why we don't see it anymore. Um So you're looking at using an IP to reach a new fan base, which is absolutely something that Microsoft need to do. They've spoken loads of times about how there's these 2 billion gamers out there and they want to reach those 2 billion gamers. So absolutely not everything that Microsoft make is going to be for this core Xbox audience that we're all used to. Some of these many studios that they've got are going to be making games that I don't necessarily want to play. I'm not saying that about Viva Piñata. I would probably pick that up and give it a bash. I have some fond memories of it. But there are going to be games that aren't for me, and that's absolutely fine. But taking those IPs and bringing them to a new audience that really doesn't know what they are is difficult. And you've also got um, you've also got to consider that. I mean, you, you put it out there that they should have an email around and find out who actually wants to make these games. That's really really important. I'm glad you phrased you phrased it and framed it like that because the problem with old IP is you can saddle a studio with it that really doesn't care. Right, and, and, the and one that's thing where that the, the industry... development
0: woes come into play, A 100%. That's mm-hmm. a great point, Asa, great point.
1: And it's like, as an industry, the ratio of like ideas to the capacity to actually make things real, there's no shortage of ideas. All of these creative studios <laughs> have got a lot of things that they want to make for themselves. So the last thing, I mean, a good example of it is Double Fine. So I know for a long time you wanted Double Fine to make Banjo-Kazooie. And then they responded and said, we don't want to make Banjo-Kazooie, we've got our own ideas. And that's going to be a problem in general, like pushing IP out to existing studios. They've got things they want to make. There are some studios that are just consummate professionals and you can give them a game and they will make something good. They'll be passionate about it. It's the way that you hope Crystal Dynamics pick up Perfect Dark. It's not their ideas, but they are just, they're a machine that you hope can pick that up and execute really well. Mm -hmm. It's difficult though, because there's only, much as Microsoft have loads and loads and loads and loads of studios ideas to workforce for us is, is just a skewed ratio there's a lot of ideas out there and a lot of things to do i like the i like the fusion frenzy idea it makes me think of the um the way that i would like to see it executed more do you remember i know you're a fan of this actually the sonic all-stars racing transformed game
0: freaking absolutely i i was just playing that a couple of weekends ago with my nephew, I recorded footage. I I, I maxed out uh, Sonic, Tails, and 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 uh, and Knuckles. The game is I it look Asa. You know again, folks. We got over hundred and fifty people here. You're gonna be bored of me in a second, and I hear you. But I've been calling for how is it? How is it Asa that we have two of the greatest? racing developing studios in the business like literally in the business there is no one that even comes close to turn 10 and 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 playground studios that's not that's not me that's not a fanboy opinion that's a straight up fact i mean we've had people we've had other studios come close obviously dirt five is one of my top racers of last uh, of last gen for sure but it's 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 by, by far, two of the best racing development houses. My thing is this. Mario Kart, which is an iconic IP. It has had a dozen iterations, potentially more than that. Nintendo Switch, which continues to just dazzle its fan base and conquer every month since its, since, since its inception their number one selling game the literally the number one selling game that is the highest one to one console uh, sale to uh, to the game is mario kart i think it's somewhere it's well over 40,000 right that's mm-hmm. madness but here's the where i where it even gets even more in- insane the fact that it is a port it is literally an hd version with some new tracks of what was on, the, uh, on the, uh, the, the Wii U. And it shocks me that with the amount of IP that Microsoft has, and I've said this before, could you imagine Master Chief racing on a, a, you know, a, on a Halo ring? Could you imagine you jumping the, the lava rivers of, of, of one of the Gears levels or a Viva Pinata level or driving around See? a track that's based on Skyrim or Doom? It's
1: man This is why I bring it up, because um, Sega do a really, like, that particular, the All-Stars Transformed one, they do a really good job of using their IP, so you can race yep. around like a Golden Axe track or a Panzer Dragoon track. The Shinobi one and, was you know, amazing. <laughs> exactly and you're not you're not playing those IPS but if you have any nostalgia for them it's beautiful you've got the music playing and you've got just just nostalgia hitting you in the face while you play a good game that's not related yeah I tell you when you talk about fusion frenzy and all of these IPS that they could bring in the, the thing that springs to mind for me is can you imagine if um like fusion frenzy was obviously a four player it was local co-op it doesn't necessarily translate into today's space you'd need to blow it open but can you imagine if it was something like four guys oh my God. yeah Using old IP. It's funny you say that because
0: literally that's exactly what Asante said. He said that because you know you'd have to modernize it. He mentioned specifically Fall Guys, which by the way I'm addicted to.
1: I'm not, I don't like Fall Guys, but the concept (laughs) stick that through a load of old like levels from classic games that we know and it's not just the current microsoft suite because obviously they've got activision coming in and they've obviously got you mentioned the bethesda games and things like that so a lot of ips from a lot of angles and you could do a lot with it you can make a much better game than four guys
0: <laughs> yeah no it's true you know real quick only on xbox he he seems triggered he seems a little, little in his feelings he says boom sounds like he wants a nintendo game what's wrong with that what, what what what's wrong with wanting a nintendo type of game on my console of choice i i i don't think anything's wrong with that I, in fact i i use my nintendo switch i I'm, I'm proud to say this i have a thousand hours in animal crossing so does my wife we play every night for three hours after dinner we sit there when we we go to each other's island we sell turnips we collect fish, you know, and it, it, we're spending time with each other and we're having a blast. I think you know, that those kind I, of experiences I, can exist on Xbox. I'll
1: go one further. I'll say, I'll say, yeah, Xbox making those kind of experiences would be fine. I'd, I'd be really happy if the actual Nintendo games came to the Xbox platform. Like, why stop there? <laughs> I would have no problem with that being able to play them at higher fidelity on my TV. Give me that Mario Kart on the Xbox. Absolutely. Nothing to be ashamed of there. But.
0: <laughs> no, no, not, not, not. Look, look, here's the thing. I get it. M- Microsoft is known as the dude box or the shooter box. Right. But when, you know, you said something pretty interesting uh, and I want to elaborate on it. Asa, you know, you said the word two billion gamers right now. We talked about this on numerous podcasts where when Phil Spencer said that. My, my light bulb went off in my head and and immediately not because i'm a huge phil spencer fan i'm like he sees it he's not looking through the the keyhole he's 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 has the key he's turned it and the door has opened and now in front of him is this big wide plane um the way that you can do that is by having experiences that 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 cover a wide range of gamers from the ages of 5 to 55 and and older and younger um, one of the things that I think Microsoft uh, has struggled with is trying to get new gamers to Xbox, younger gamers to grow up with Xbox like a lot of us did. Like, you know, I was, uh, you know, a 20 year old something punk when uh, the original uh, Xbox came out. Right. And I, grew, I it's been my favorite box ever since I've owned everything, but it's my it's my favorite platform. What I would love to see from Microsoft is to bring in a younger audience, bring in the kids of the adults who are Xbox fans who, you know, who don't have don't want to shy away their kids from watching them play Doom or Call of Duty or Halo because you're shooting people. How about being able to sit down? Look, how about this? Uh, I don't know whether you were keeping your ear to the floor. Do you know how crazy the interwebs went when Peppa Pig was announced? Peppa freaking Pig was announced for Xbox Game Pass, along with Paw Patrol the movie. People went apeshit because it's a game that they could play with their kids. And that's the audience. That is the genre. That is the vein that Microsoft has not been able to tap. And they have the IP to potentially do that.
1: It scares me. I'll be honest. The the whole two billion gamers concept, idea, ambition, whatever you want to call it, that Microsoft have. I I get diversifying the audience. I get broad reach and all the rest of it. But I I see so many things in my life ruined by corporate greed, and Mm. I don't want to see that happen to gaming. So my concern there is that so console audience like there's at peak. we'll, we'll, We'll include. We'll include the Switch and say the console audience is, what, 200 million at the most.
0: Yeah, give or take.
1: Yep. So if Microsoft hit this 2 billion that they're thinking of, I don't matter anymore. Suddenly, like, I don't want like to get that. to a place where Diablo Immortal is the successful model that they chase because that's where the money is. Um. So I will remain forever skeptical. People, I understand, like, I've got children, so games that I can play with them, absolutely fantastic, love that. But I don't want... Microsoft to chase that audience too hard at the expense of me. I don't want them to make Halo Infinite's multiplayer free-to-play with microtransactions because that's where the market's gone. I'd much rather Halo Infinite was included, multiplayer, single-player campaign. This is obviously a thing that's already happened. It's panned out. Halo Infinite went free-to-play with a horrible model. I I want them to cater to me because I am a selfish old man as well.
0: (laughs) You know something? To be honest with you, you bring up an amazing point. Uh, and I understand the fear. The fear is uh, instead of focusing on adult triple A over the shoulder story driven adult theme type of games or for FPS type of games, they're going to forget about us to cater to the the younger audience. And and, and this is where I, I I that that's what you're saying makes a whole mess of sense. But it's why I thought of listen. You guys are all buying, 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 you're buying studios, you're buying publishers. That's awesome. Gives us something to talk about, gets people excited that, you know, X brand is going to be exclusive to Xbox. But at the same time, they have an ability to open up a new studio, a studio that completely is made up of people that want to revisit and 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 produce their vision on older classic games, like they could put an email out. Hey, listen, you know, are you fans of Banjo Kazooie? Are you fans of um, uh, Crimson Skies? Are you fans of Cameo? O- older rare games, older games that haven't seen a release in a while. We are thinking about putting a studio together to focus on one game at a time that tackles the that 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 taps the vein. Of what made Xbox and Xbox 360 so popular. And who, I I can't say how many takers they're gonna get. People may be like, yeah, I don't give a shit, and that's fine. But there are, I mean, when you have thousands upon thousands of developers under the umbrella of Xbox, there has got to be a subset, you know, group of people that want to continue making older games in new ways that they have well, what are your thoughts on that asa
1: it's it's interesting you say that like you're absolutely right but there are also there are studios out there where that's pretty much their mo already studios like saber interactive that don't usually take on their own project like projects that yes. yep. act to support studios that's their mo that's their wheelhouse so i mean sony bought a couple of them they bought Nixus and they brought um another one you killing know, with valkyrie something or other but mm-hmm. they bought studios specifically to help with this kind of project um obviously there's their case is a little bit different they didn't have the expertise in the pc space but for microsoft obviously they've got activision blizzard going through but they could go shopping they could go shopping as well not just yeah. put their own studio together from scratch my question to you though is if they did that if they built this dream studio of yours to focus on one project at a time what would the first one be
0: okay that's easy that's for me it's easy I I, I think that is uh, for me the easy answer is always going to be banjo kazooie but I have a funny yeah. feeling that they are specifically waiting for that to come to uh, uh, toys for Bob like toys for Bob has publicly come out and said that they would love to make a banjo game right? This is before. I need they to work.
1: know why, Boom. I, I just, I need to know why. What's special about Banjo Kazooie? Why do you want it?
0: Uh you know what? I'm a platformer guy. I, I, uh, this is. I'm not even embarrassed to say this. Lucky's Tale. I know a lot of people are like, wow, that game is really crap. You know what? It's, it's, it. For me, it hit. It tapped the vein where not only did I beat the first one, but when they re-released it when the Xbox One X uh, came out, I bought it and and beat it again. Like I ran through it again. I absolutely loved that game. Banjo Kazooie for me is the highlight of N64. Like you know, you go back and you look at when the 64 release and we saw Mario in 3D for the first time. We were dumbfounded. Like I mean, mind blown. Well, you know, you saw Wave Racer when you when you saw the the water, you were like, my god. I can't believe what I'm seeing. For me, Banjo-Kazooie, when I played it, I had no idea that it was going to trump Mario 64. And it has, in in leaps and bounds, in my opinion. But what I never realized is how much in love I fell with both the characters. And I thought that all of the the, uh, the NPCs in the world of Banjo-Kazooie were so well-designed, it's probably the one of the best times to be a Rare fan. No, no doubt about it. And when I see games come back like Spyro, which was a classic for a lot of younger gamers who are now in their 20s, and Crash, which I'm not a big fan of Crash. I hated the camera angle, and that game is hard as balls. But when you see games like that come back, when you see Mario continue to sell you know, Mario Odyssey is a masterpiece, masterclass work at Nintendo. And you see other uh, older IPs come back. It makes you, it, it, again when you when you have an audience that you're looking to bring into the fold, especially when you have Xbox Game Pass, where the risk has been removed for the most part. I'm not saying that Microsoft is throwing money and burning it in, in the basement. I'm saying that back in the days companies were concerned about how many copies are we going to sell of this game versus the investment that went in to advertising and developing and delaying and that's that's a that's a real thing that's a that's a real conversation to have but with Microsoft having Xbox Game Pass you are going to get people to play that game. Heck, you might even get people to subscribe to the service or keep being subscribed to the service because not only are they getting their do shooters, Asa, they're not they're getting their RTSs, they're getting their Western RPGs, but they're also getting kid-friendly games that, of course, could work in the favor of, hey... My son and daughter can play with me now, and and I think that's something to be said. I I hope I didn't long win that answer. By the way,
1: (laughs) it's a good answer. It's um, I will say for me the three D platformers and banjo like banjo included. I can keep all of those in the bin. I don't care. Don't like three D platformers. That's That's my thing. And I totally get it. Totally get (laughs) it. I absolutely. For your sake, like, yeah, Microsoft, bring some of those back. People like them, even grown ups, go for it. Make some horrible 3D platformers. Cameo is an exception. I did enjoy Cameo. Um,
0: Cameo was so good, dude. Very, uh, mm. a, a, an absolute rare gem that a lot of people didn't play.
1: For me, though, like, if there's one Microsoft thing in their back catalog that I'd like to see them revisit, um, it's probably short sighted and it's overly ambitious, but I'd like to see them revisit Lost Odyssey. Uh, dude, remake did, it properly not, dude
0: let me tell you something i have seen reddit threads that are three and four thousand comments long that are calling for a remake of that game on the level of like a final fantasy remake and and that's i i know that a lot of people are like oh what about blue dragon blue dragon was great but lost odyssey is an absolute astounding achievement in jrpgs And it would be just, I mean, Asa, just for you, could you imagine, first of all, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I understand a lot of people were turned off because it's not the full game and it's going to come in pieces, but that is probably some of my favorite square work since the original Final Fantasy. I think the love and ambition that went into this first part of a three-parter is, it's just it's unbelievable to look at. Like it, it's so graphically intense that I found myself literally almost every battle, just taking pictures and recording video because I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. And just imagine if, if, if Microsoft were to tap the original studio and say, listen, we're not going to give a release date. This is what we're looking to do. Would you be interested in making a final fantasy seven remake, uh, level, with Lost Odyssey, I guarantee you that, that that studio that made the original one would jump all over that. Even if it took five or six years, you keep that as a secret project. Don't say anything to anyone until you're ready to show it. Dude, That is would be absolutely astounding.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know that it would necessarily be smart. I don't know how popular it is, like, outside of Core Circles and whether there is this audience for the Japanese RPGs on Xbox. But I know that I personally would absolutely love that. And um, I see some people talking about a sequel in the chat there. I don't, I don't need a sequel. Yeah, look, look Lost Odyssey 2020,
0: 2024 version. J-, J Jig, a good friend of the brown. He's in all caps. Yes, Lost Odyssey. See, I'm telling you. But here's the thing, uh, Asa. Kind of to keep this rolling with with your point and and as as much as you want to see me get my banjo, I want to see you get your Lost Odyssey. But sh- selfishly, I want it too. Uh, there are they are attempting to do something uh, that has never been done before, and that is uh, be in a be a presence in uh, the we- uh, the East, in Japan, in Korea, in places where Xbox has had not a fingerprint, not a toe print, not a thumbnail, nothing. Uh, they've gone, they've came and they, and and they've and they've been you know discarded as if they weren't even a part of the conversation. Now that has changed. That has changed, and we've seen it. Everyone that's in the chat here, and we got uh, two almost two hundred people here, you know what I'm talking about. if you're uh, if you're a part of social media and you are you know you keep your ear and your eyes to uh, to to Twitter for you know spe- specifically, I, I get at least five or six posts per day from that region of the world where they're showing off that they just got a series X or a series S or, or they, they, they created this new controller through the, uh, through that program. If they were to get a game that iconic Asa and remake it the way that uh, square did final fantasy and release it in that region on Xbox game pass, it would be like, be a dream come true for a lot of gamers in that region what, what are your thoughts on maybe not just looking at uh, western um, you know uh, gamers but t- making something potentially specifically for the asian market
1: well i mean that's obviously the the original intent of lost odyssey and blue dragon was to try and spark yes. some life over there and It wasn't massively successful. It was their their most successful attempt. Uh, As far as Microsoft Games in Japan goes, these were the ones that did best, but it was a tiny blip on the radar. Um, Now, they've obviously got a little bit more momentum going into it. The series consoles, we know, are actually doing okay-ish at the moment. Mm -hmm. They're selling more than a handful a week, so they're Mm -hmm. in a better position than they were. I'd absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. The thing with Lost Odyssey is it is is a massive game, so I, I want to see that game in particular remade and you've mentioned final fantasy 7 remake i consider final fantasy remake a massive fluke because i don't think square enix are capable of what they've delivered there and somehow they have which was like it meant (laughs) i loved final fantasy 7 as a kid right yeah and i heard about this remake coming but the square enix today and the Final Fantasy games today are nothing like what they were. No, so they're terrible. The terrible. I, I, ex, I fully expected Remake to be like a massive disappointment. And then I really enjoyed it. They did massively well with that. Um, so I won't go into too much, but Lost Odyssey faces the same challenge and the games are different now. So the four discs of that game to be translated into a game now what do they do? Do they do they break it into multiple parts like Final Fantasy? Would they I mean they've got Game Pass, they could do they could do episodic releases and then sell it as a complete product when it's finished or something along those lines. There's there's avenues they could explore and yeah. I'm there for it, whatever they would do. Um in terms of who could make it and how, Mistwalker went went off to the land of mobile games. Um so as a studio, you you'd want them involved. It's their creative vision, but they definitely need a lot of help. And it would have to resonate in Japan. The first one did as much as any Xbox product could back then. Yeah. They've got more of a presence. They've got more ways to deliver games to more people. Come on, Phil, do it.
0: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, again, I, I, I think that when you, when you really, like I said, this would be a non-conversation if this was 10 years ago, Asa, only because the risk versus the reward would be too high. Right. It would, it would, it, 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 know, it would really, you'd have to bank on. I mean, remember the console sales and, and, and millions, you know, millions and millions of, of of product sales, you know, per, per title were a huge part of the conversation. They had to be because that's all that they had back then. Now it's a, it's a much different world. Content is, uh, you can find Xbox content on everywhere. As a matter of fact, tomorrow on, on Breakfast with Boom, we're going to be talking about the newly released app and and how people like um um oh my god what's her name from the old IGN oh my god Alana Pierce Alana Pierce did a video where she was talking about her experience with it she had a lot of great things to say and we've heard other people like Danny Peña for instance uh, he was he did a small video when he was there at the event for Microsoft and he's like I am playing this and I, can't, I I it feels like it's a, like the console's underneath the the, the TV Uh, so we're going to be talking about that and several other big topics, but listen, I, I I just, think that this was a massive topic. Great way to open up the show. Asa. A lot of big opinions on bringing back some classic IPs. Uh, again, the fusion frenzy, uh, 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 thread that was on Reddit, I thought was ingenious, you know, Hey, bring back fusion frenzy and just add, uh, you know, character skins that, that, uh, that Microsoft has uh, hundreds and hundreds of IP that they could use. And, uh, and, and to your point where I know you're not a fan of uh, fall guys, but they could have seasons. They could have three month seasons where they, you know, they add new character skins. They add, uh, make it a gas game. I know people are going to be like, boo, don't, don't say that, but they can make it free to play. They can add new, uh, you know, new um, games to play on, on, on every three months. Or, you know, they can update new modes. There's a lot that can go into this uh, and, and add Microsoft characters to, to make it their Xbox, uh, you know, uh, version of Mario Party, which is still selling very well on the Switch. Um, but I, I do want to continue with a small topic. Uh, this one, I, I, I'm again, I'm not sure if you, you folks have been keeping your ears to the floor or even care. But Bright Memory Infinite, uh, this is a game that was supposed to launch on the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, and we got like a, we got like a, a, a trial version, if you will. It, it wasn't very long; it was maybe about an hour, maybe ninety minutes. I think the game was like seven ninety nine or something like that. It wasn't expensive. Well, the the one guy that's been making this game, this is a kid that made this game. Uh, it's been out on PC for about three or four months finally has an xbox series x and s release date and folks it is coming to us uh on 7 21 2022 now what's interesting for this specific uh, specific story is the fact that it is no longer an exclusive to xbox that's right folks on that day it's releasing for the playstation 5 and the nintendo switch now if you are someone like myself who bought the $8 version when the Series X launched, X, uh, the, uh, Bright Memory, uh, which is not coming into Game Pass, surprisingly, you'll be able to get 20% off if you own it, the original. Uh, according to the, the actual uh, press release from FYQD Studio, uh, they say this, Bright, Mem- Bright Memory Infinite uh, Xbox Series X and S launches on 721, 2022 Xbox will have five free uh, free exclusive weapon skins. Uh, if you own the Xbox version of Bright Memory, uh, you'll be able to get Bright Memory Infinite for 20% off. Also, it states supports 4K plus 60 FPS in quality mode, ray tracing 60 FPS in performance mode, and 120 FPS on Series X, 2K plus uh, four, 60 FPS on Series S. Uh is this a game that you are interested in or is this something you're going to pass on Asa?
1: I think um it's fairly important to keep expectations in check for what this game actually is.
0: Yes. So you mentioned yeah, yeah. you
1: mentioned bright memory in the first place being like an hour to 90 minutes long. Bright memory infinite is still not as long as 2 hours as far as I can tell. like it's mm. not it's not a game game it is still very similar to what what this guy's already delivered. The the plus side is if you look on Steam um, it is quite well received. like the reviews it's hard to tell how genuine they are, but it's it's scoring very positive overall uh, despite only being two hours long because it is cheap as well. it's not priced like a full full price game. I don't know what it costs on Xbox actually, but on Steam it's eleven or twelve pounds, something like that. So okay, I don't know fifteen dollars probably. Um, that price point should set your expectations for what you're getting. in terms of the the performance metrics that it is claiming if the thing can run on the switch it can probably hit most of those on the xbox
0: yeah but, i agree
1: yeah, yeah i mean, I mean it's, it's the work of one person it's small people say that it does actually look surprisingly nice for for the work of one person i mean it's got about as much content in it as halo infinite so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it's funny you talk because that's actually going to be the next topic i, I love how you threw that little dig in there because i, I i'm a I'm a massive uh, Infinite fan. I got 13 days uh, of, of time in that game, mostly in multiplayer. I mean, I, I, I put a significant amount of time into single player. I absolutely loved the single player. And I'm trying to get every achievement in that. Uh, finding those logs is a pain in the balls. I, I think I'm, I have, I'm like 89%. I'm missing like, I think, 11 or 12 of them. Uh, I'll get back into it for sure. Um, but I, I do, look. I don't think we can go on a, 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 on on uh on an Xbox podcast and not talk about Halo. And that's the truth. Uh I have a lot of great things to say about it. Uh I have a lot of things that says I'm frustrated about the way that they continue to drag their heels uh with it, but uh one of the things that we have talked about uh not on my, just my show. You you've talked about it with uh with Gas who Gas is, has no problem calling 343 out for their shortcomings. Um, a lot of people, including myself, have uh, turned our uh, question marks to leadership at 343 Industries. Uh, and thanks to Joseph Staten, who returned uh, around the time where they announced the delay from the, uh, the, that first showing where people made the Craig memes. Uh, Joseph Staten. Again, I, I, I'm not a fly in the wall. I'm not in the boardroom. I'm not a developer. I, I think I can say with all honesty, I think it's his leadership, his guidance, ASA, that saved this game from potentially being ruined forever. Uh, now, is that true? I I don't know. Oh, you just
1: restarted a race. Boom! You yeah, restarted but, a race because there's no rewind button. You gotta yeah, own yeah. your mistakes and finish. Yeah, out. no, no, no. <laughs> that
0: that I kept crashing. That was that, that. car is hard to control. You can see I went to trick him a different car. <laughs> um, but I, I I I love the fact that Joseph Staten came back. I love the fact that he did take a full on leadership position there. I feel Joseph Staten should eventually run the studio. Uh, I th- I think he so, should be the the the, the but but again that's that's a that's a topic for another day i do want to put i do want to talk about something that is incredibly important to the halo infinite conversation and that's something that joseph Staten put out there just two days ago or 22 hours ago i'm sorry he says this ladies and gentlemen happy to confirm that halo veteran paul bertone has joined the team as Studio Technical Design Director. Paul and I met back in 1999 in Bungie's Chicago days and then we shipped together Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST and Reach together. I'm thrilled to have Paul help us lead the future of Halo Infinite and I'm what I think I'm starting to see here, Asa, is that there are people now coming back, that worked on prior Halos, that worked with Bungie, now or somewhere else, maybe even there with Bungie, and they're currently leaving Bungie to come work on Halo. It seems to me, and again, please correct me uh, if I'm wrong, that Joseph Staten is circling the wagons. And what I mean by that in br- is bringing back leadership that not only has he worked with, but that he trusts to make the proper decisions because what's being made right now at three four three industries, even though Halo Infinite, I gave it a ten out of ten. I think it's an absolute masterpiece, and 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 I th- I, I dare say it's probably my, my favorite because three Halo three was always my favorite. Infinite has jumped at leaps and bounds. I ca- I can't believe how much I love the shooting mechanics and everything about Infinite, but the content drought is. Baffling, Lisa. It, it, is, it is shocking to me that you have uh, your first season be six months because you're behind on certain things like Forge and, and co-op, which we know is currently in, in beta. And then you release a second season, that's six months, and in that first drop, one big team battle map. Like, I, I, I I'm I'm perplexed by this. Asa, please, what, what are your thoughts on the new uh, uh, Joseph Staten bringing back a Halo veteran? And more importantly, what is your what is your take on state of the game? Because I've never sat down and talked with you about it.
1: Perplexity is a good word. Um, so Halo is a topic. You say it's an Xbox podcast. We've got to talk about Halo. It's the only topic that I would say turns people away as much as when I mentioned VR. People yeah, hate it. Yeah, yeah I know about you're VR, a big, you're like, a big ah, VR fan. I love Fear. Yeah. People hate it when you talk about Halo. They're like, "We've had enough. It's happened. Go away." But it's obviously a big take. Xbox fans, and I'm sure a lot of people here love the IP and want to see the best for it and want to see it thrive. And it's massively tied in with with the identity of Xbox. It just yep. is. Halo Infinite. See, I definitely wouldn't have given it a ten last year, but I said my take on it was it was my favorite game last year, and mm-hmm. I say that. I was acknowledging the flaws at the same time. Like For me, it was there were definite flaws in there, but the things that they did well, they did so well. Yeah, Plexing is absolutely the word in terms of how they've landed as a live service. Um, live services are difficult, but the industry is fairly mature in live service games. The industry as a whole has the expertise to launch a game and provide a solid content roadmap. We've seen it with the likes of cool. Apex Legends and things like that. Other studios um, know how to do it. For 343, it's not their first live service game because the Master Chief Collection launched as a disaster mm-hmm. and took took a good couple of years to get to the point like, where it should have been. But Halo Infinite was always designed to be a live service game. They always talked about it as a live service game. They always talked about this 10-year plan. It baffles me that we still don't know what that means for the single-player element. It baffled me before the game even launched that we didn't know what that meant for the single player element because much as the multiplayer is is massive in Halo or should be massive in Halo, it was originally a campaign game. Mm-hmm. the audience for the single player for the narrative for the story is huge, and um, they just haven't haven't explained what that means. What is a ten year plan when are we getting content and I was surprised that we didn't see anything of it at the last v yeah three.
0: Their absence from the main stage was was a conundrum. The fact that they didn't have a presence at all, even in the second show, was even more baffling. To be honest,
1: uh, Stuff Sean has just asked about the Halo VR build. You talked to me after the show, Stuff Sean. I'm curious to know what you're talking about. I would I would obviously die for Halo and VR. Not, I mean that's a bit strong, right? I don't really want to die for it, but you know, um, <laughs> I want to see the single player expanded, and I want to see multiplayer run as a proper live service game i'm i've I've said already i'm not massively happy that um that they pulled it out of the the package and made it a free-to-play game i hate the the battle pass fiery shoulders like laurels on their head all of these shiny Fortnite things they don't do it for me at all but that's secondary i want to see I want to see maps. I want to see content. I want to see the, the Halo Infinite multiplayer thrive. And I want to see the story, which, it, like I said, there's massive problems with the story. But there's things that they did very well as well. And I want to see them expand on it and go further. Um, so on Joseph Staten, so a lot of people... Credit him for all of the things that the game did well and and shift the blame for all of the things that did badly to other people because he came into it late in the game. So I understand yeah. where that comes from. Uh, he's also the man responsible for saving Crackdown 3, which is the project that he came from. So I'm not sold that he's necessarily going to be absolutely what Halo needs, but as a positive, him and the people that he's bringing in, you mentioned their ties to the Halo IP, yeah. and looping back to what we were talking about earlier with um, with dragging up other ips that aren't so active it's really important that the people making these things care about them
0: yeah 100 so
1: that's the positive is they're bringing in people that you can say like made halo what it was and they're going to care about it even more than me and you so in that sense if they can get people that really care about it the downside is this person's going to start worker 343 and it's going to take a little while for their influence to shine through i mean they're a technical i don't know technical service leader manager man whatever their job title is it's going to take a while for that person to have influence on what halo is for us as players but it is a positive like they care right joseph right. and cares the people well, bringing people in people there to totally who
0: actually want to be there asa you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that is going to put in the blood sweat and tears because they're passionate about master chief the lore the uh the community where they want to see the uh the brand go how it's been discarded uh remember halo at one point was the king of shooters uh, I still think it's the best shooter available right now. That's my opinion, even with the with the lacking of content. I think I think it leaps and bounds is one of the best shooters out there. But that again, I don't I don't think I don't I don't want to say that's a skewed uh, opinion because I you know I will give flowers to whoever deserves it. But I had so much fun uh, with Halo Infinite that I'm done with the battle pass, both of them, and and, and I didn't finish the first one. I actually finished the second one first and it was at level 52 and went back and just just finished that within w- within a couple of weeks and now i'm I, I they they just launched uh another uh you know uh, like an, an event if you will i think it started on the 5th and it ends on the the 9th i think it is and it's for land grab. If land grab is one of my favorite modes. I absolutely think it's so chaotic, it's so much fun um but they just I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where to put the finger on it. Like I, you know, you. you, I know that you said you don't like those the the flaming skulls. I I actually have that on, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) some of their designs, some of their designs for these skins, and I draw, folks. If if you you think I don't drop the money, I dropped eighty bucks in season two. I don't have a problem spending the money to like the game. Yeah, that's fine. I'm part of the problem, but but here's the thing. I bought it for specific reasons. Now, I didn't skip a whole lot of levels. I did like everyone else. You buy the battle pass, you skip the 25 levels. I might have skipped like maybe 10 in total because there was something on the next end of it that I really wanted that I saw. I'm like, oh my God, I want that piece of armor. Uh, but for the most part, I just played the game and, and got to the levels myself. Uh, some of their designs, though, when you look at stuff that you know Fortnite is doing, you know, Apex Legends is doing, and, and, and uh, Call of Duty Warzone is doing, I kind of wonder sometimes if they design these things in the dark. Like here's a pen, here's a paper, go in that dark room and make the ugliest thing you could possibly make and we're going to sell for 20 bucks. It's crazy.
1: It's your fault.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah probably, <laughs> probably my fault.
1: And Gaz's, i got to share the blame between the two of you you know what the Hello. industry calls whales you're the reason everything's no, going i don't
0: know but yeah <laughs> i don't spend money like that like i like i okay so uh fall guys comes out I, I i spent 31 bucks when it came out i bought the battle pass i bought a couple of uh skins here that no I, I i dressed up like this one that one i don't again i i don't have the problem spending the money i'm not gonna spend hundreds or thousands on on, on a free-to-play game because i don't have the money like that number one number two. It's just not that serious. I'd rather just play and enjoy the game for what it is. But um, I I just think that seeing the feedback from the people who continue to support Halo Infinite, whether that be monetary or just playing the game, I'm happy to know, Asa, that Joseph Staten is now surrounding himself with people that know the Halo business, that understand what it takes to make Halo great again. And, it, and like I said, it, I think it started with him. I, you know, you've heard a lot of infighting within 343 three Industries. You know, some teams wanted this. Other teams wanted that. They were button heads. At some point, someone's got to be the adult in the room and be like, listen, this is what we're doing. And we're, we're going to stop this BS right now because the, 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 this this arguing back and forth, you're killing the uh, the iconic franchise that basically when you say Xbox you say Master Chief, and it shocks me that we've gotten this far down the rabbit hole. It it it, it like I said, who is driving the ship is what I want to know.
1: What I want to know is completely unrelated. Uh, you're free to play spending habits. I'm just really curious, so I have to delve into it. So you spent thirty something dollars on four guys. Yep, four guys is a good example of the the free-to-play model so i'm very i I speak out to say that i'm anti that model but at the same time i'm not i'm not an idiot i do understand so four guys came out um and said they've had 50 million players in the last like since it came out on these other platforms as a free-to-play game what i'm curious about is you've obviously spent this money when the game is new you mentioned you spent 80 dollars on halo so essentially, a little bit more than a game would cost if they actually release. Do you anticipate that as seasons continue, you'll you'll keep spending on Halo, or are you just trying to make it equivalent uh, it, to a game? It
0: really depends on what they have they're offering that I want. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was a a Doom uh, a Doom Guy skin and it was twenty bucks, they'd get my twenty bucks. They would get my twenty dollars. Now, if there was a way for me to just play through the game uh, and get it, depending on my patience factor. Uh, I I do really well. I I, I level up quite. Old. I I mean I went through the battle pass uh, battle pass two rel- relatively quickly and followed up with the finishing up the battle pass one within a week, if you will. So I got both done in two weeks. So I I was playing thirty matches per day. Uh, so I I was I was leveling up. Um, so it it, it would it would depend on what was being offered, whether or not I would spend the money. Or I, versus I could just play and earn it.
1: Okay, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's interesting to me because the the whole idea of, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the free-to-play model in general, but I totally understand the need for for games that are supposed to be delivered as a live service to have that kind of tail of monetization because things were worse before, back when Halo used to sell, or Call of Duty used to sell map packs and divide yeah. their own audience and things like that things used to be worse. I, I understand that there are benefits to, to free-to-play, but I look at examples like yours where essentially you're spending more than you would have if it was just a game that was sold without Game Pass, without free-to-play, without anything else. And it just it just raises some interesting questions, but this is only a 70-minute podcast, so, <laughs> so I won't go into it too much. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, like I said, I, I I don't spend a lot of money to be honest with you. Those are probably the two free to play games that I do play are Fall Guys and and technically Halo. I don't I don't dabble in Call of Duty. I don't like Call of Duty Warzone. I don't like Apex Legends. I don't Fortnite. I bought a couple of uh of outfits. You know, I think I I, I think I bought Captain America because I'm a big fan of him. Um, I might have bought Dreadpool, Deadpool. Um, Deadpool and say Dreadpool. Um, a Deadpool. And one one or two others, and I just saw that the Indiana Jones is coming to Fortnite, which is just fun. again they're doing it right at Epic. They, which is why they continue to make money because they have partners with all these licenses that come into their game. Wait, wait, wait till you see someone posting that Indiana Jones is doing the, you know, the 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 screwy shuffle or something and, and you're gonna just gonna you're gonna laugh your balls off because you're like I can't believe what I'm seeing like serious character and so Kratos I bought Kratos yeah I bought I bought Kratos on the PlayStation uh, when I was playing it there um, and seeing him do a dance is freaking hilarious because that's not the character what he's known for. So it's they, they do it well. Um I, I would I said this before I, I would love to see Halo Infinite bring in uh, skins that were licensed. I'd love to see a Boba Fett skin. I would love to see a Doomguy skin uh, as armor. I'd love to see a clone trooper. Someone who had posted something just the other day of a clone trooper uh, Spartan. I was like, wow, that's 20 bucks that did get my money. No problem. And, and, and potentially, am I a part of the, said, of the said problem? Sure, but I wouldn't mind spending the money on something that I like. If, imagine if, if there was a Predator-like Spartan holy shit I would I would jump all over that you know give me but... a
1: minute I just I just threw up in my mouth a little bit just
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well listen i, I I'll say this we, we we hit three topics today i I'm, I'm I'm happy that we were able to have you here on a smaller note and and we'll get uh you know we'll get everyone out of here because again ASA did say this is this is only meant to be. Uh, you know, uh, like a seventy-minute program. It's just—it's just, it's just a, a, a small tidbit. Microsoft has, in fact, confirmed uh, plans to attend um, Gamescom 2022. Um, and uh, what's interesting about that is we know that Sony isn't, we know Nintendo isn't, uh, we also know that EA isn't. Uh, but the uh, uh, Sega is going to be there. Uh, but I want to read the press release. Uh, from microsoft uh, proper who has this to say about attending gamescom and they say this ladies and gentlemen following our recent xbox bethesda games showcase we're excited to confirm that xbox will be back on the show floor at gamescom 2022 in cologne germany um and they uh, they also continue to say this fans in europe and around the world can expect updates on some announced games coming to Xbox in the next 12 months and a chance to hang out as a community again, this time in per, uh, in person. Um, so I, I, just based on that press release, Asa, I just don't see this being a show where they're going to unveil something that we haven't seen. You're not going to... I don't think you're going to get Hellblade 2 announcement. I don't think you're going to get... Uh, uh, you know a a new a crackdown four is being announced there you know i i i don't I don't see any of that um I don't know i I, I kind of feel like they showed their cards. We know what we're getting in twenty twenty two it's it's not an impressive lineup in quite. it's an epic fail in my opinion for Microsoft. I mean, I know we're getting great games, great third party games in uh in game pass and that's awesome, but I mean in regards to first party this this them forfeiting a year is still it's still a bit of a sore spot for me but what are your thoughts on uh, uh of them going to gamescom are, are they even going to have a blip on the map
1: <laughs> so for quite a few years now gamescom pulls massive numbers of of the public it's a show that is very much about not not just media millions but the public going in, in the way that, that
0: dude, millions yeah
1: yeah so in that sense I'm glad that they are going, they are attending. I'm hoping that I get to to go and be part of that myself. It is a shame. It's always going to be a shame when they say we're not going to give you any massively exciting announcements because if you've got a choice, like exciting announcements or none, everyone's going to choose, yes, I want something exciting, please. It's a shame in that sense because, of course, we'd love to see something. I think it's it's perhaps slightly a missed opportunity because I think after the dust has settled on E3, I know it's not E3, but after the dust has settled on that period of shows, everybody has kind of collectively said 12 months is fine, but we also want a bit of the excitement. And even yeah. if they were saying we're going to stick with games that we've already announced, we're not going to make any like massive announcements. We know that they've announced some things that are coming out in the, the tail end of next year. Like, hopefully, you'd assume Hellblade 2 and things like that. Yeah. So it would be nice if they just took took that little limitation that lid off just a little way and said like well, there's some things you haven't seen at our summer show we're gonna let you see a bit more of that it would be nice if I just gave it a little something it doesn't sound like they're going to and I would take them at their word when they say that they're, they're, they're still sticking to 12 months they're showing you a little bit more of the games that you saw you saw in their showcase that's fully really what I expect them to show and
0: um, yeah okay it's a, it... it's
1: a little bit of a shame particularly in the internet space like obviously yep. for me, Germany's not that far away so as an, uh, an opportunity to go and meet people and get in on the action we didn't have much of that over here so I didn't get to go mean, I'm in the UK and we didn't get anything from the Xbox showcase in terms of in-person events I could go to Germany I can get involved in the atmosphere a little bit it's good in that sense but as an internet event a global event it's a little underwhelming so people shouldn't expect too much it's a bit of a shame for that
0: yeah, it, 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 it's basically going to be, uh, like I said, I, I don't know if even registers. Uh, I, I don't know what they could show that is going to generate uh, excitement or hype, considering that the only a month ago uh, they had their show, and even that was, you know, I gave it an 8 originally. I watched it again. I gave it an 8.5. Um, but w- in comparison to the show before it, last, uh, n- not this year, but last year's show was a 10 out of 10. So this was for me, a little bit underwhelming. I did not. Uh, I'm not. I, I said this before, and, and I'll say it again. I, 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 I'm not a fan of corporate speak because I'm not a corporate person. I'm a gamer. I'm a consumer. Um, when I hear twelve months, because I'm an average person, I think you know January to December. That that's what we all think as as regular people. Um, I thought it was a very coy way uh, of, of of saying. Hey, we got nothing in 2022, but this is what you got coming out for Xbox Game Pass in in the next 12 fiscal months. Uh, I I I didn't like that. I, I've I said it before. It left an incredibly sour taste in my mouth. Um, I I don't like that method. Um, I understand that they are extremely gun shy of showing things too far in advance, and I get it. I get you want to sell Game Pass. I totally get that, but. It's I we're not we're not in the corporate boardroom here, uh, Microsoft. I know that. And I know people from Microsoft are listening to the show right now. We're consumers. We're customers. So I don't want to hear about your corporate 12 months. I want to hear about what I'm playing as a gamer and purchasing for the next uh, actual real world months. Uh, And I know that for the next six months of this year, we don't have shit. And that sucks, Uh, especially when you're talking about. i what, will just say though
1: i just say though it will work out well for you like as that person in that seat with that perspective that's absolutely fair enough I think it's a change that needed to happen for for the sake of future shows because Microsoft has so many studios now and mm-hmm. such a cadence yeah, I, I of releases that, this, that should be coming the next year is going to be a much better
0: presentation
1: yeah and they can stick to that 12 months and they needed to make that shift at some point but I think an interim step where they they went to the tail end of the calendar year like you say, would have gone a long way for this show. I don't think anybody would have come away disappointed if they'd shown what they had just a little bit of what they had going into the holiday of next year because I fully expect they've got some big plans for that. But overall, if they're sticking to this 12-month plan, that'll be a positive when they've got their releases. When, when the dam has broken and Xbox games are coming every few months, it'll be a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. And, and like I said, let, let, let make no mistake, folks. I'm not mad at anybody at Xbox. It's my favorite brand. I have two shows dedicated weekly. Um, but I want better for us. I want better for them. And uh, again, I, I, I like I said, I, I I understand that once the floodgates do open, and they're going to open potentially starting at 2023, it is going to be an onslaught of games. And when you add ABK to the conversation, it's going to be massive. There's no doubt about it. But right now, who? who what Xbox fan isn't disappointed? I mean, if you're not because you're playing uh, your backlog, that's awesome. But you know, I kind of wanted some new things, and I and uh, a lot of the new toys that I was expected to get were delayed and delayed for good reason. You know, nobody wants a buggy Starfield, nobody wants a buggy Redfield, uh, Redfall, and certainly nobody wants a buggy Forza. So it's fine. It's perfectly fine that these games, the games got delayed because they're going to be they're going to be better for it. And as gamers, we're going to appreciate the work that goes into it. But it's just one of those things that it feels like all of their eggs were in the one basket and they weren't reading the room. And now that all of those eggs have been destroyed and cracked and had to be put back or, or, or sent back, now they have nothing. So the planning aspect, the management aspect of it is where, again, that could be another three-hour podcast, is where we have some questions, you know, I love what Microsoft is doing. Love that they're acquiring everybody and they have all of these incredible games in development. It's awesome. But how many years as Xbox fans have we said, you wait until next D3. They're going to show us. And then that year comes and we're underwhelmed. You're like, you know what? Next year, that's going to be the year. I'm telling you. I know it. And then that year comes and you're like, I I know for a fact that next year is going to do it. And now we are in a position where we know that in 2023, I think Everborn Saga, and I won't curse, said it's almost impossible to, for Microsoft to F this up next year. And I agree with him a thousand percent. Uh, I think that they have literally so many games that they just they, they can't. And we know three big bombs are coming in the first six months. But listen, this has been a great uh 70 minute plus show i just got to read out some of the super chats the first one of the day comes to us from joe uh, jc carla moreau he drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says gotta be conquer bring back the a-hole lol and rel in the chat drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says use toys for bob and make an xbox skylander story that sounds dope. I don't know if the toys for life thing would come back, but I do like the idea of a Skylander character-based game. That would be good. Cool. I, I think that they that the, the writings on the wall, whether it come in the form of a Mario Party game or um, a racer, kind of like what what Asa said earlier about Sonic uh, uh, Sega um, All Star Racing transformed. They they need to embrace their characters they have so many ip it seems like an, uh, like it's just a missed opportunity it's a million dollar idea for sure sir x-man drops not one but two super chats of two dollars and the first one says bring back Mech project gotham racing and ea to do a traditional burnout oh he also adds sorry i forgot a steel battalion your steel battalion was dope i didn't have it i wish i would have had that controller uh, i know at what was it the last pax east uh, I think Cognito told me that they had a whole room with like I think it was ten of the of, uh, of uh, uh, of uh steel battalion set up, which is bonkers awesome uh chris R in the chat drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says from what i 've heard uh belt baton is more impactful than his title suggests, uh suggests he was a key member for the overall design of the games alongside Joe Staten. And of course, he's talking about Halo. Uh, And Brett Bingham drops a very generous five-hour super chat and says, bring in the Boba Fett Spartan Corps. Uh, Yes, freaking please. But uh, Asa, thanks again for sitting down, hanging out, um, watching my ridiculous driving as always. Um, Do me a favor, brother. Sell your brand. Games on Daily is an incredible website. Is an incredible weekly show. Uh, it's something that I think more people need to flock to. Obviously, you keep the, uh, the show angled down where, of course, the crazy aspect of it comes in the form of Gaz, who's always beating up Jason Schreier or the lookalike Jason Schreier, which I, I quite enjoyed to be honest with you. Um, I know that he has uh, – he said on Colt's show where he is now co-host that he is currently working on a video. I don't know if that video was ready to be put out there, but sell your brand, tell everyone where they can subscribe to games on daily and where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation <laughs> on social media.
1: Well absolutely, yeah. Um so drop the S and it's Game On Daily, um rather than games on. So if you get to Game On Daily YouTube channel for did a game, sorry, game you on did. daily. It's, yes, I did. it's yes, absolutely fine. Um the source video, um, I think most people probably are aware of those in some capacity. The the latest one is due today. I don't know if it's already come out or not because I'm sitting right here, but it will be any time now. So if you're not already subscribed to that channel, go there. Our website is a its a social platform. It's a news aggregate site. So it's a great place to, to kind of start your journey into looking for game on, um, for gaming news. You can yep. shoot off to, to wherever you want from there to see what's going on in the industry. And... I do a little bit on my own channels as well. So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm not using Twitter that much at the moment. I've been a little bit off of it, but I am there. Acer underscore game on daily. Same for YouTube and Twitch. So I am doing some game streaming on Twitch, playing all kinds of things on there, but also um, on YouTube in a few hours' time. I sit and talk to people um, on a kind of solo podcast. Nice. which normally goes on for an hour or two, even when there aren't any topics. Um, that's usually a nice time. So if you want to come and talk to me a bit more or... Yeah, I'd love that, drill into awesome. any of the topics that we've covered today, I will be there on Q&A sir, in about three hours' time.
0: Nice, nice. Well, listen, uh, definitely love what you guys are doing. Uh, I, I think that, uh, I, again, you guys hit 10,000 just like me. Uh, we've seen a lot of people in our circle hit that, and that's a, that's a, that's a monster goal uh, for uh, a smaller uh you know smaller teams like th- that we have like i i do it solo my wife does some work in the background but uh you know you have you have a small team as well and it's, and it's and it's great to see that you've you guys have built your content uh with honesty and you do it a lot you do it with fun and you know you 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 know like the way gaz uh, does the source videos they're hilarious and we we love that you, we we can have that kind of fun with your channel but also tune in to get you know proper opinions and sometimes even uh hear gaz get serious uh about mm. a specific topic where he uh, often does so game on daily uh definitely check them out ladies and gentlemen i want to say a big thank you for all the super chats that came in sorry that i didn't read them earlier but you know when you're doing a quick one on our show you, it's got you got to be quick with the topics hopefully we didn't i didn't bore you to death with my i want to see more family games and then of course halo is 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 one of those topics asa and i agree with you i saw a lot of people drop off because like oh god halo again listen the it's big news it's big news for halo because uh the guy that joseph Staten is bringing in is a, a monster piece to the puzzle they're looking to to make halo great again and like i said this is a you know halo is xbox xbox is halo uh, and we are going to occasionally talk about Halo because I quite love the brand and more importantly, love the multiplayer. Uh, but uh, big shout out to everyone that tuned in. Thank you so much for supporting this new show. Again, I'm going to keep monitoring it. If we if we start to see the numbers fall off, it might be a show that I just put to bed and maybe revisit another time. We, we'll we'll see. Uh, because remember, I'm producing four shows per week. It's a lot of work, uh, and I and I, I don't like treading water. I like growing the brand. Uh, I like growing the shows, and Breakfast with Boom has gone uh, through the roof. Uh, Xbox Factor podcast has been doing very well, and Primetime Gaming has uh, exploded on the scene so much so that we have a sponsor uh, in Manscaped. So those three shows are heavily produced, and this one is was a bit of a passion project for me. And uh, like I said, right as of right now, it's going to continue to. Uh, we're going to. I'm going to attempt to continue to grow it. But if there is stagnant growth, I will kill this project. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to fail on YouTube. And again, producing four shows is a lot of work. And it would just be a day, another day off for me if I can't get the tractions uh, in, in the road, so to speak. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to close out today's show with something that I do every show. And it's, of course, some real simple logic. My father used to teach us when we were kids. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live.